Welcome to Stacking M's, the podcast where we talk about marketing, money, and mindset because stacking millions won't happen without a consistent focus on those things. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing expert and coaching consultant who spent 14 years working with major corporations and Fortune 500 companies, helping them with their marketing to make them millions. So this podcast is a place for me to help product-based and consumer business owners like you learn how to optimize your marketing to make more, learn how to leverage your money, and how to invest to grow your business. Also, we're talking about how to make sure your mindset is always elevating so you can actually enjoy this ride. Turn up the volume, prepare to take some notes, and get ready to really stack those M's. Welcome to another episode of Stacking M's with me, Tara Payton, marketing consultant and business coach. And you know, here on the podcast, we focus on marketing, money, and mindset. So today, I really want to talk about uh, something that entrepreneurs struggle with. I know a lot of my clients struggle with this, and this is something that I actually struggle with. Um, It's that battle of choosing your hard, right? So... I'm not the type of person, I'm not the type of coach that is going to sugarcoat anything for you. I'm going to let you know what it is up front. And I'm just going to say entrepreneurship is hard, right? But working for someone else is also hard. You just really have to choose your heart. And oftentimes we, you know, if you've had a corporate job, if you're coming from the corporate space, we look at entrepreneurship as a way for us to get freedom, for us to get free from working for other people, for us to get financial freedom, for us to build wealth for our families. But what ends up happening is we step into entrepreneurship with the mindset that we had from corporate. And we often put ourselves in a position where we feel like we are essentially working for the man, but the man is actually you because you turned into the man because you took stuff from corporate that you didn't like, right? And you could be doing this consciously or you could be doing this subconsciously. This is something that I had to check myself on when I first went full-time as an entrepreneur to ensure that I wasn't causing unnecessary stress or making things additionally hard or extra hard on this entrepreneurship journey. So what I'm going to talk to you about is I'm going to just be straight up and I'm going to tell you like entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And if you've already stepped into the process and you are an entrepreneur and you're feeling that, it's okay to change your mind. I've had some friends who have changed their mind. They have gone back into corporate. That's okay. Now, if you've already stepped into entrepreneurship and you're like, no, this is the thing that I absolutely want to do, I encourage you to keep going. Now, if you're at a place right now where you're trying to figure out if this is for you or not, I'm going to run you through a few things just to kind of to help you think to um, get you to a place to understand if this journey is for you, right? So if you prefer to follow orders, if you are a person who needs to be told what to do, when to do it, you need to have deadlines set for you. If you prefer to work for someone else and fulfill their vision, right? To help them build their business. If you don't like hard work, right? And I know you're working hard in that nine to five. If you don't like hard work and you're not self-motivated and self-driven to get things done. And this is probably the biggest one that 
I want you to take stock of. If you don't like fixing problems, because there will inevitably be problems that come up on this entrepreneurship journey, and you as a CEO will have to solve those problems. So if any of those sound like you, and you're sitting here listening, or you're watching, and you're thinking, right, like, oh, that actually sounds like me, then entrepreneurship is probably not the right decision for you. But if you're sitting here like, no, like I am the opposite of all of those things. Like I love to fix problems. I am self-driven and self-motivated. I like to, to do hard things and figure out solutions for them. And I actually don't like following orders. I like giving them. Then this entrepreneurship journey is for you, right? So you're going to come up against things. And I want to make sure that you have the right mindset, you have the right focus, and that you are going to be able to have longevity. Because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is really about longe longevity and resilience. Seriously, you must be resilient. So here are some of the things that entrepreneurship actually requires, right? Um, I talked about resilience. There are going to be times in your business when things do not go right. When you are investing in something and you don't get a return, right? I always tell my clients and even for myself, whenever I'm investing in something, I look at that money as money that I can invest without expecting a return. And I want you to start thinking about that because as soon as you start expecting returns on your investment and, um, you know, say you don't get a return or say you lose money, say you're going through a rebrand of your business and something happens that you don't like it, right? But you still have to pay the people that did the rebrand of your business because they provided you a service. That's money that you lost. So anything that you're investing into as an entrepreneur, look at it as if you're not going to get a return. Now, things inevitably will go wrong, right? You can schedule your content to go out. You can plan as much as you want for the launch of your new brand. And I've seen it with some of my clients. I've seen it with people who have big brands who um, have built them to be successful. There's always that time or you come across that time when things just don't work out right, right? You think an email is going out, it hasn't. You think that, um, you know, people are getting your messaging and they're not. Right. And so you have to be able to be resilient to really look at the business and say, OK, what is not working? How can I fix this? Right. Get out of your feelings, because that is the worst place for you to be as an entrepreneur and really look at the business, look at the data and take that to figure out how can you make it better. Right. Resilience is really about getting knocked down, figuring out what you need to do in order to get back up and do better. Another thing that you need as an entrepreneur is you need discipline. Now, I ain't even going to hold y'all. I am not the type of person that's like, yeah, you got to get up at 430 in the morning and you got to work out and you got to do all. <laughs> I don't do it, right? If it's dark outside, I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up out of my bed. So I'm not saying that, right? Because a lot of times in entrepreneurship, you'll, you'll see people, you'll hear messages where people are telling you to do something one way. And that's not what I mean when I say discipline. 
What I'm talking about with discipline is setting your schedule, setting your time, and using that time to be very focused and very disciplined with what you're doing and how you're going to leverage that time to bring in revenue for your business, right? Don't subscribe to what everyone else is doing. It's good to see what other people do, what may work for them, but it may not work for you. And I'll I'll tell you, I tried that getting up at 4.30 in the morning, five o'clock, taking a cold shower every day. That shit ain't work for me. (laughs) And if it doesn't work for you, don't do it, okay? But figure out what discipline looks like for you and consistently show up and do work at that time, all right? Now, entrepreneurship absolutely requires sacrifice. It could mean sacrificing your finances. It could mean a sacrifice to your relationship. It could mean a sacrifice to um, you know, friendships and spending time. It can also mean sacrificing that time that you spend in watching Netflix, a whole series, right? So you have to think about what are the things that you're willing to give up in order to actually build your business, right? It could be, you know, many different things, but those are the things that you really want to focus on in entrepreneurship that while it may be hard, you want to make sure that you are focusing on those three things to make it less hard, right? And set expectations with people. If you know that this is something that you're going into, if you know that this is a phase of of life that you're going into, um, especially when it comes to relationships, let those closest to you know so that they understand one what's happening and they have you know the information and can say okay i understand that i know we're not going to be able to go out to happy hour every tuesday anymore or i know we're not going to be able to sit on the phone and watch and binge watch insecure on sundays right because you're focused you're in a season of business where you are focusing on your business and your friends and family really should respect that hey real quick it's tara I want to interrupt this episode to help you with something I hear from my community far too often. I get constant emails, DMs, and messages from e-commerce and product-based founders that are struggling with how to properly market their brands online for growth. Because thus far, they've posted online, they've told their friends and family, but they're not having any luck. So I decided to do something about it, and I put together a free gift for you. It's called the Profitable Marketing Playbook. Inside the playbook, you're going to learn what it takes for your brand to win online, the action steps that you need to take to create marketing campaigns that are going to get you paid. You'll even get access to the same framework that we use with my clients in order to consistently grow their visibility and sales. The playbook also includes a checklist because I know some of y'all love your checklist. And inside this checklist, it's going to show you what to spend most of your time focused on, and it will cover the metrics that you need to monitor for each of your campaigns so you know if you're getting a good return. I know that you're tired of struggling with sales and you're ready to grow your brand so you can finally experience double-digit growth. So right now, I want you to go to www.profitablemarketingplaybook.com or scroll down to the show notes now to grab your free copy today. You know, the good news is that if you were in corporate, there are some things that you can take from that space 
to actually ensure that you are keeping a um, good business practices in place, but there's also some things that you don't wanna take. So I don't know what those things are for you, right? That you don't wanna take from corporate, but let me share a story with you. When I was working at one of the companies that I worked for, one of the VPs at the time, she was the head of a category. She had her children come into the office with the nanny, right? Nothing wrong with a nanny. Um, but her children were so disrespectful to her. In particular, her oldest child, her son. He was so disrespectful to her. He was so very, um, you know, just off the wall. And I looked at her and I said to myself, this is not really the type of life that I want to live. And what I got from that was seeing that she probably wasn't spending enough time with her children and with her family based on how her son was responding to her, right? Now, he could have just been having an off day. He could have just been being a child, whatever, however you want to categorize it. But me looking at that, I was like, I don't want that for my life, right? So when you think about some of the things that you've seen in corporate or some of the things that you may have experienced, think about how you do not want to build those same habits and patterns into your entrepreneurship journey, right? So if it's important for you to spend time with your family, set the expectation of when you will spend time with your family and what that looks like. Um, you know, if it's important for you to be able to keep a healthcare routine and work out or get to the park, even just for a walk, make sure that you schedule that into your daily practices as an entrepreneur, because it's so easy to get caught up and just work 24 seven. And that's not what you want. So I want to talk quickly about some of the things that I think are best practices that you can actually take from corporate America or from your nine to five that can help you successfully run a business while it is hard being an entrepreneur, this can actually help make it easier for you, right? You have these tools, you've done them before. These are not new, but sometimes when we step into entrepreneurship, we kind of get a sense of or feeling that everything needs to be done completely different and that's not true. So the first thing I want you to think about is time management. And I wouldn't even call it time management because you really can't manage time. Time is good. The clock is going to keep ticking regardless what is going on. So I want you to think about how can you maximize your time. And when you think about being in corporate or being in a nine to five, you knew when things were done. You had deadlines, you had schedules, you knew that you had to get a report done by Friday at 5 p.m., right? So think about how can you maximize your time and how can you schedule and plan to get things done in your business? One of the things that I talk about with my clients is blocking off days to do particular tasks. This really helps you from the standpoint of not getting burnt out, not getting bored because you're doing the same thing every day. So maybe Monday, you're focused on fulfillment of your products, right? Shipping out orders, getting them to the post office. Tuesday, you could be focused on creating content and getting that ready and scheduled and prepared to go out. Wednesday could be when you are focused on your backend marketing. So your email marketing and things like that, right? So think about all of the tasks that you actually have to accomplish and bucket them onto particular days so that you know on Monday you're doing one thing, Tuesday you're doing another, Thursday, Friday, et cetera, right? That keeps things fresh. It keeps 
you top of on top of what you have to do and you also have those deadlines and that maximization of your time built in i also want you to think about organization right so from an organizational standpoint you want to make sure that you're keeping good records you're keeping good records of any invoices that you are paying you're keeping good records of your metrics right what's happening with your marketing how it's performing you need to have a place to store that information now if you are like many of my clients I suggest that you use Shopify. If you are not using Shopify, I suggest that you change to the platform and use Shopify because it really houses all of the metrics that you need to be able to quickly access them and look to them when you're looking at how is your marketing performing and things like that. Um, if you're thinking about from a financial standpoint, how do I track my finances? There are tons of tools and softwares out there that you can get some for free, some paid that can help you with that. Whatever it is, just make sure that you are having an organized approach to your business. The other thing I will say is if you have a team, you want to have regularly scheduled meetings. If you don't have a team, you want to have regularly scheduled meetings with yourself. It's very important, right? So um, oftentimes in entrepreneurship, we're just in the doing. We're doing this, we're doing that. We're trying to get to this, we're trying to get to that. Make sure, if you're a solopreneur, make sure that you're scheduling time to think, to have a meeting, to strategize, to make sure that the proper things are in place for you to be able to move forward. If you have a team, also, have a meeting. Make sure that you have the team sharing things, um, keeping things on track, giving updates with regards to what's to come, and letting you know as the CEO what they need from you and how you can further support them so that they can get their jobs done effectively and efficiently. You also want to make sure that you have accountability built in. Now, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't like leading teams, this is probably you know going to be one of those areas where you should probably hire someone, a layer right under you to manage. But anyway, you're still gonna have to manage that person. So, you know, you just gotta get over it or get the help that you need in order to be able to effectively hold people accountable, right? And so when it comes to business and it comes to running a business, one of the things that I see happen that kind of gets people off track is hiring friends and family. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. However, you need to be able to set clear boundaries and put clear boundaries in place with those friends and family so that they are getting the job done that they've been hired for effectively and efficiently, right? Y'all can still be friends and family, but when you're here and it's time for you to do your job, you make sure that they are clear on what it is that they are doing and how they should be doing it and how they should report up, right? So you have to hold people accountable. Now, the same holds true for a random person that you hire or someone you have go through your formal hiring process. You wanna make sure that you're holding them accountable. And what that looks like is having very clearly defined roles, right? within your organization of what people are responsible for and having them report out on what does that look like, right? What are the updates that they have with regards to the roles that they have been assigned or that they have been hired for? 
Lastly, and this is probably one of the most important things because it's not only going to help keep you on track, it's also going to help keep your team on track. You absolutely need to have a strategy. You need to know where your brand is going. You need to know what it looks like in the long term. Um, you need to be able to have that so that you're not doing things that are not directly driving you to reaching the goals in your strategy, right? A lot of times you may have gotten started. You may have made a product. One of my clients that I worked with, they came to me. And one of the things that resonated with me a lot when they, they um, came to me was they said, we literally started making products and selling them on the internet, and one of the reasons why they came to me was because they realized they did not have a strategy in place and that they could not continue to run their business without a strategy. So you absolutely, absolutely need to make sure that you have a solid, sound strategy in place for your business. Because again, this is something that you can look to. This is something that everyone in your organization can look to. And when they look to it, it helps them make a decision with how they move forward, right? You're not going to create a campaign about, um, if you're a skincare brand, you're not going to create a campaign that has to do with foot care, right? Because that's not doing anything. That's not doing anything to help drive your goals. Or if you're a skincare brand and you are thinking about creating a campaign that is, um, that is not related to your sales goals. So let's say you wanna make $100,000 in a year, right? but you wanna go off and make this sustainability campaign. You wanna do this whole pitch. You wanna have a creative agency put it together. Now listen, if it's important to you, absolutely go for it, but how does it align back to the goal that you have set in the strategy, okay? So make sure that everything is aligned back to the overall strategy that you have for your business. Now, I mentioned it already and I'll mention it again. Make sure that you're not bringing the toxicity from your nine to five or your corporate experiences into your entrepreneurial journey. So I have an exercise for you, right? I want you to sit down and I want you to think about all of the things that you loved about your nine to five and all of the things that you did not love about your nine to five. And I want you to be very specific. I want you to be very clear on what those things were, right? And ask yourself, on which side of that piece of paper are you showing up in your business? Are you bringing the toxicity into your business as an entrepreneur? Or are you bringing the positivity into your business as an entrepreneur? If you're bringing the toxicity into your business, you're making entrepreneurship harder than it has to be, right? So maybe it's a time for you to look more onto the positive side and see how can you bring in those positive aspects, right? Um, you don't have to write off corporate when you become an entrepreneur. You don't have to write off your experiences. It is actually a part of your journey and it's what's gotten you here. So look back to the things that you've done. You know, I always reflect on my corporate journey, my nine to five journeys. And a lot of that has been brought into entrepreneurship, but for sure the toxicity, if I see it, I have to check it. Okay. So do that exercise, see what is resonating with your brand, see what you need to change, see some of the things that you don't want, see some of the things that you do want, and I will see you on the next episode of Stacking M's.